Hello, and welcome to the Pragmatic Product Chat series, where we tackle the biggest challenges facing today's product management, product marketing, and other market and data-driven professionals with some of the best minds in the industry. I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing and Product Strategy at Pragmatic Institute, and your host for this episode. Today, we are joined by our very own Todd Middlebrook. Todd, if you don't know him and have not had the pleasure of being in his classroom, is one of our premier instructors. He brings like over 20 years of experience in product management, product marketing. He has worked at everything from startups to large companies, Microsoft, IBM, Virtual Bridges. He has done it all. Welcome, Todd. Hello, Rebecca. Always fun to have an instructor on. And Todd, you know, recently we did two launches, right? Yes. Two launches internally. We launched a new insight course for the all our product team listeners, and we launched a new data science for business leaders course. And as we were going through the launch, Two launches on one day it was very coordinated. It 100% made me think of you as our resident launch expert. <laughs> and I thought, oh man, I need to get on with, with Todd and talk a little bit about launches and, and best practices and, and some of the big challenges that, that just exist in there. So, hey, Rebecca, two launches in one day. Let me guess uh, how much uh, work you put into that. You're talking <laughs> about what, three or four days of work uh, to, to get those couple hours, A couple hours here and there. It's pretty yeah, easy. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> If I were to ask you, if you added it all up, uh, how many uh, weeks, months do you think uh, you put into that? Oh, I would months, right? And and it was obviously a, a very much a team effort. And then while we just had the launch date and announcement, as you know, too, like we're not done yet, right? Like there's a moment of sigh of, of relief and breath. And then it's like, oh, we're not done. And for us here, like we announce and then the course doesn't get held for two or three months because, you know, we're doing promotions and driving attendance to it. So there's like sort of a second wave launch too of sort of the first instance of it live, but I would say months. Lots of moving pieces. It's not just one thing. And uh, yeah, they get complicated, don't they? They do. They do. And I mean, I, I am in no way saying that our launches here at Pragmatic are as complicated as some of those people listening to us are, but I do think there are some commonalities and I think it's a, it's a good reminder both to remember that you're not alone in this and also to always sort of like help ground ourselves. I try to do that actually before we do a big launch, I actually tend to attend our launch course again, just sort of as like a grounding because like, you know it, but like knowing it and then remembering to do it and practice it are not, not, yeah, it's not even sufficient to like go back and, you know, just uh, look at the content of the class. It's, it's really getting plugged back into uh, that purpose and that coordination and, uh, you know, being able to come back and go, oh, yes, that, that, this is how we're going to apply it. So one of the things you mentioned, one of the things I think that makes it is, is, is the level of complication in a launch. So talk a little bit about why a launch is so complicated. Well, yeah, it's, it can start with, uh, do we even know why we're launching the, mm. the product in the first place? You know, many of our customers are high tech companies. Many of them are early startup companies. And the complications can begin with, you know, even the confusion of the product and the product launch. There's getting the product done, shipping the product. I love that term, right? We've shipped the product. That basically just means the dev teams, you know, finished the product. But does the organization understand that doesn't mean the market knows about it. It doesn't mean that uh, the sales team can sell it. So 
you know, getting everybody on the same page that uh, it's not just getting the product complete, but this other campaign, this coordinated effort. And this is where you have to, you know, and, and depending on what the launch is, is it a brand new product? Is it uh, an update? You know, the, the, the complexity differs for sure. But just the number of stakeholders that you might have to get involved, you know, obviously the dev team, obviously the sales organization that you have, we probably intuitively understand we've got to do some marketing stuff as a part of this launch. But what about the support team? They're going to have to take that first phone call when the customer has an issue. Do we have deployment teams? Do we have partner teams? That just getting everybody who has some responsibility in making it successful once we get it out the door. And what I find, not only is, is it the, the complication of the, the different parties, the different deliverables for them, like sales enablement, but also we're needing not just the dev team to do work, the marketing team, but you know other teams where we need contracts from legal. So there's things that we need for some of our stakeholders. There's things that we need from other stakeholders. And you, know, you put that all together. And sometimes we don't even remember why we were doing the launch in the first place, meaning the business goal. And maybe you thought we were trying to uh, get market share in a new market segment. Maybe I thought we were trying to uh, sell a new product to our existing customer base. And if we're not clear about what that goal is, you could go off and uh, do a campaign talking to our customers when I need you to go talk to this new industry of finance. And the messaging could be completely out of whack. So getting everybody pointed like in the right direction is uh, probably really the first complicated effort. It's so it's so true. The why, uh, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes as product people, we take for granted, right? Because we've, we know the why, right? We established the why we said, this is what we should do. We know. And yeah. we may even have told them once, right? And so in our mind, like we've told them, right? But, but like, it's our role and it's something we told someone else once. And so it doesn't necessarily penetrate the same way. And I also think it's interesting too, as a, as we sometimes forget the why is important to every one of those stakeholders you talked about, right? Customer support, finance, all of those, because it's the same kind of thing. Like when we're talking about, all right, is this, is this targeting net new customers or is it an existing share of wallet? Well, my customer support questions are entirely different right? The level of experience I should expect from them. And that's true, like in every organization. So it's not just you and your closest buddies that need to know this is the goal and strategy, but like the whole organization. I mean, you, you make a good point. The, the questions that support should expect will be different depending on who we're launching to. Obviously, sales, mm-hmm. who they're selling to is going to be very dependent on that. Heck, I mean, let's be honest, this should really begin as we're defining our products, right? Who are we building the product for? Who do we plan to sell it to? Who do we plan to adopt it? But you're right, there's so many different parties involved in it. And I, I love the thing you said is, well, I, I, I told you what this was. <laughs> it doesn't always stick. I mean, everybody's busy, right? Didn't you read the email? Which email? Oh, the email I sent three months ago about what, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I like the word campaign. You know, it's adopted from military, right? It's a coordinated effort to go accomplish some desired goal. 
And that, you know, if don't mean to be militaristic, but, you know, the cavalry needs to go over here. We need the Navy to go over there. We need, and everybody needs to kind of know their part. And, but they need to know what that, that end goal is. And if you can imagine, if any of those parties lose sight, they could end up going to the wrong village. Uh, they could, you know, go at the wrong time. And so it's a coordinated effort. And the product teams uh, are really, you know, if you, if you go from a military uh, analogy to a sports analogy, you're kind of the, those quarterbacks of it. It doesn't mean they're responsible for everything, but getting everybody pointed in the right direction, being able to identify who you need to participate in, in that overall campaign. And it's, uh, it is a complicated affair, and it, it should be, but it really does start with the, what is the objective in the first place? And then let's make the right decisions. And you're relying on the, your stakeholders that are contributing this campaign to make the right decisions for what's in their wheelhouse in order for us to be able to accomplish that, that collective goal. Oh, and I, the other reason I really like the use of campaign is when we think of a marketing campaign, everybody now knows, right? Like you can't just send an email out once and one is done, right? One, the audience all knows that of course will go by. We all know it takes continual touches. It takes different ways that you're, you're delivering the same core message, but to different audiences in different ways and what matters to them. And to some extent, when we're talking about our launch plans, that's what we're doing with all of our partners, right? In the same way, we can't just be like, I told you once, how did you not understand implicitly the 50 things that came off that for you? It's about sort of continuously beating the drum of this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. Absolutely. And it you you can't just say, well, we sent out the 40-page launch plan. <laughs> I was going to say, which we all put all those plans and information in a big launch plan. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Personally, there's been times in my career when I look at that 40-page plan with such pride. Look at how much thought and consideration has gone into this and proudly you know, want others to, uh, to look at it. And, uh, but it has to be actionable, mm-hmm. right? And people, uh, it's, we're pragmatic. They have to be able to practically apply and go do the right thing. And the word that just came to mind as you're talking, this is a team effort. Mm-hmm. It's not just the marketing team or the dev team. This goes across you know, so many different uh, departments and organizational structure. And uh, that participation, as you said, it's not one and done. It's we, we need that ongoing participation. Well, and one of the things I know in our launch course that we've taught for a long time, right, is, is about the launch plan and the key elements. And it is really important, right? Because you, as that quarterback, you need to understand the whole kind of game plan and it needs to be thought out and thorough and, and pieces. But to your point, I have done this. I'm going to be super clear. Like I admit 100% my fault. I have 100% been frustrated in my career. And I'm like, God. Oh, on page 17, how did they not remember, right? Like, <laughs> of course they don't remember and it's not the same way. And I, I think one of the, the interesting things that you've developed for our launch class is not just, of course, you need the launch plans and you need the strategy, but you also really need to be really intentional on how you communicate that out and sort of creating other avenues for that, that, that sort of marry with that plan that talks about how do you get all those stakeholders understanding the why and where we're focused. Right. 
And, you know, zeroing in on a couple of things you just said there is that plan is unique for every launch. Many organizations come up with a launch plan and, oh, are we launching your product, Rebecca? Let's go to the launch plan. Oh, we're going to launch your product and always using that same plan. It really requires that, that quarterback that understands both the business objectives, understands the product to identify the right, the right teammates, but also to, you know, in coordination with them, build that right launch plan. And that's where all the, you know, all that complexity, all those different deliverables where uh, enablement and deadlines and when are we going to be able to do it in the project management aspects mm-hmm. of it. But you're right. It really requires them to understand the big picture. And that's why in this latest update of, of the launch class, we've always provided a very a great you know, template, kind of a general checklist, always intended to be customized. But you know, based on feedback and experience, it, we realize that it, it's still possible for people to lose sight of the big picture. And so you know, this idea of being able to tell the story of your launch clearly, concisely, so that you know, people don't lose lose side of the forest because they're so focused on the trees or I probably butchered that analogy, but, uh, <laughs> I, and so we call it the 90 second launch strategy. And it really is that story that, you know, captures what's, uh, uh, what those details are really intending to do. And it's, you know, it's intended to be able to tell that story clearly, concisely to every stakeholder that you need to participate in the launch every stakeholder that will be affected by the launch, your leadership, your board of directors, what are we going to do? And uh, so, yeah, we're really excited to be able to, you know, be able to focus everybody in the right direction. I think, you know, I think it's, it's so powerful, not just about the clearly and concisely, but the consistently, right? It is an aid for you as well to make sure you are giving the consistent story to each party and to each party regularly. We all know, again, it's part of that conditioning. Like if they hear it, if we hear it, if we speak it consistently, that just helps reinforce it. And it's so easy when we're in the weeds to Absolutely. speak about it from the perspective of where we happen to be in the project right now versus remembering to come up. Absolutely. And I'm kind of guilty of this. You get you can get so much into the weeds, even if, you know, if you've done what uh, I just described, you develop the right strategy for the launch. Once you get down into that execution, that, that daily minutia, you can lose sight of the purpose. Yep. And when things come up, you know, gosh, maybe we can't ship those features. Should we, should we hold the product or do we you know, ship it without that? Or maybe we, hey, we're not going to be able to get that ROI calculator uh, done for the sales organization. You know, should we hold the launch? How critical is that? When you get down into those, those daily decisions, if you lose sight of your strategy, if what your goals are, it makes it difficult to re- remember that and make the right decisions. Absolutely. And now I know I'm pretty sure you didn't call it the 90 seconds launch strategy because it will only take you 90 seconds to develop your launch strategy. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a cool tool though. Uh, Yeah. Well, I tell you what, (laughs) if I had one of those, I wouldn't teach it. (laughs) It's like the easy button. Exactly. And you probably would have bought it. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I would have. 
Yeah, no, uh, it, we, we still have to build that strategy. It's just being able to tell that story I kind of is that North star that we can all point out and remember, you know, the direction that we're going and the purpose that we have. So it's the 90 second story you tell about yeah. your strategy. That's exactly right. And, and it takes all, uh, we, we have a, a worksheet. That's all the, the questions that you've had to ask and answer in order to plan your strategy, but really just pulls them out in their concise uh, bits so answer these questions, and if you answer these questions, it tra- we, uh, we can translate that into this story. And, uh, you know, it's meant to be that summary, that story where we go, okay, now let's go understand your part of that strategy, uh, this team, executives. Let's, you know, let's not forget uh, what we're doing and, and how we're going to do this. Especially awesome. you, you said your launch, you know, months and months for two training classes. You know, some of the, the products that are, are alumni and others, have, they're huge products. Yep. Uh, you know, I worked at Microsoft, uh, Windows, you know, huge products like that, where the, the launch is, you know, six, eight months of, of planning. Boy, it's real easy during a long time period like that for us to go off in different directions and get off track. And so it's always having that North Star to go back to. I love that. Can you give us a, a little bit of a, of a sneak peek of like, what are the main elements of that strategy? What is that story that components that we want to make sure we include? Well, it's you know, the things that uh, we said, you begin with the end goal in mind. What are we trying to accomplish for our business, right? The products are a means to accomplish our business goals. So why we make them, why we sell them. So clearly defining what that is and then starting to lay out how are we going to accomplish that? You know, what is it we're launching? Who will we be launching that to? There are different approaches for launches, right? I said they, they're, they're not uh, all the same. So what are the approaches that we're going to use? Are there obstacles that <laughs> we're going to have to overcome in order for this to be successful? And, you know, and how are we going to overcome those challenges as a part of this launch? And uh, and then I love the oh sorry I was gonna say I love that that's in the story, right? So often like we know the obstacles but we're hiding them and hoping that our mitigation strategy means that no one else will see those risks. But again, I think that's that's a that's the superhero complex that so many product people have, right? Like no one will notice. I'll make it go away. You raise it. You also have all these partners who can help see when things might go in, and they have their own ways. Like oh, we solved that with you know, this over here, or they can help come with those obstacles. And so hiding them just doesn't benefit us. Yeah. If the plan only is only going to work, if unicorns are flying <laughs> up and down, off fairy dust, why are we doing this? But yeah, it, it, they have to be, uh, and this is building the, the, the plan itself. That's a, it's a key part of working with those stakeholders is identifying those, not just gaps. What do we, sales is going to need uh, sales tools, but where do we have gaps in culture? Where do we have gaps in systems? I mean, one of my customers uh, <laughs> late in their launch, they traditionally sold software, but they were launching a new SaaS platform. It was a subscription, right? They were going to be doing monthly subscriptions. And it was only very, very late as they're getting close to going to market when they realized we don't have a way 
of billing for that. We, we, have, we have contracts that, you know, we used to sell three-year contracts, but how are we going to track? They were doing it based on seats. Do we have the data to track how many seats are actually being used? And then how do we, do we have a bill, uh, monthly billing, subscription billings? Oh, oh, we didn't think about that. And it, of course, it ended up pushing out, delaying the launch date until they could get those internal systems. So identifying gaps within the organization could be gaps with partners hmm. or, you know, sometimes uh, it could be gaps uh, in market awareness. I, I, not uh, I, I suspect uh, some of your reasoning of having a multi-stage launch, making an announcement prior to the, to the product actually being available is to start to seed to grow awareness in advance. Mm -hmm. And if there's not awareness of, you know, some people may not think of pragmatic and think of design or think of data. So we've got to grow that awareness, build uh, some fertile soil, and then we're going to be able to bring it to market. So we're looking for all sorts of gaps that we need to fill in order to accomplish that goal. And, you know, again, having a consistent way of telling that story I pride myself here and having a really, I've been here for 10 years. I have a really strong understanding of how the operation works, right? And the business. And so I, I really try to think about, okay, my partner's going to need this in finance, this in here. And still every single time, one of the very first people I talk to about a launch is our, our VP of technology, our IT, right? Because I'm like, I know you're going to need this and this and this. And then I tell him what we're trying to accomplish and he'll inevitably be like, oh, and we'll need that. And I'm like, oh, Ooh, oh, you so will. Right. And I don't want to be the one who has to delay everything because I forgot to tell finance we were skipping the way, you know, changing the way we bill. So, again, that consistent story. Love that. Yeah. You know, sometimes say, yeah, what you don't want to do is kind of like peer over the cube wall and go, oh, I think that team's going to need this. I think that team's going to need that. And I'll add that to my. It's going to those stakeholders and having them communicate their needs and identifying, uh, and sometimes point out things that you didn't think of that we're going to need for it to be successful. So, and it's hard to, you know, especially if you've been with a, a group for a long period of time, like you have, and you, oh, I, I understand how things run. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. I've idea. done other watches here before. That's <laughs> kind of, it's human nature to kind of go back mm -hmm. to what's worked for you before, but what made one product launch successful doesn't mean that's going to work for another launch. Mm -mm. So we talk about all of these key components that are in sort of the 90 second launch strategy. And I think it's so important people to understand the goals, sort of the obstacles, how we're going to overcome them. Is there a part of that? Or, or would you recommend when people are telling the story that there's also like a, a success state story? Like this is, this all goes well, this is what we're going to get sort of the you know, the utopian vision, but like, here's the vision of success at the end so that there's also there's like an excitement buildup. I always think of a good story has that, you know. Yeah, I always say you've got to begin with the end in mind, right? Mm -hmm. And we, this is a, you know, a story that we're mostly telling to our internal stakeholders, but it could be partners as well that you're you're wanting to uh, not only ride along with you, but maybe to uh, contribute to the success of the product, and. You know, everybody wants to know is why is this important to me? Why is mm -hmm. this important to us? So starting with that and uh, being very clear, and there's not only is that intended to create uh, excitement, drive uh, 
to uh, create engagement of the of the participants that you're going to be re- relying on, but making sure that we you know that it's a revenue goal and you're not uh, misunderstanding and thinking that it's uh, we're trying to make our customers happier. Uh, so, you know, keeping everybody again, I use this probably over too much, but pointed in the right direction mm-hmm. and a constant reminder. So, yeah. And we're the majority of the people work for the, the same company and what success are we all going to enjoy if this launch is successful? Nice. So we're talking about building the big launch plan, making sure you understand what you're doing and why, but then also intentionally building the sort of 90 second story of that launch that you can use to be clear and concise and consistent across the organization. Yeah, absolutely. So that people don't, their eyes don't cross with all the details. And I don't understand this. This is not, this doesn't impact me. And, but to be able to tell the story that everyone will understand how it impacts us and what we're trying to accomplish and how. I love it. And I love it because if we lead with this, we sort of, what is it called when you're building? Like you break the water, right? So it's easy. You're making the path yes. for other ones to go. Otherwise, what happens too often is you've caused creation, you've caused confusion and you have to go back and then try to build it, right? And then there's just this extra energy and it's and it's tough to rein that in. But if you start with that, if that's the sort of leading piece, then you just kind of make the way for everyone to follow. Yeah, you know, everybody logically says, well, strategy leads to the right execution. But we all are so execution minded that when, you know, whatever the project is, we get involved and we just immediately like, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? And, uh, but then we may not have understood what the strategy and we realize that we can't really make these decisions and we have to go back and go back and, and, but this is starting off with that strategy to then really give the, the context uh, to help us make the right decisions going forward. All those awesome. All right. We talked a lot about a lot of different things. So I'm going to give you my favorite last question. If you're going to have listeners do two things differently tomorrow, based on what we talked about today, what yeah. would you have them do? I'm so glad that was your question. I thought you were going to ask me what kind of tree I would be if I was. A- <laughs> <laughs> I may have an answer that one. Uh, okay. <laughs> this one's much easier. You know, what got you here won't necessarily get you there. If you have a general launch plan, just know that's that's a recipe, and a recipe gets you you know the a cake. That same recipe doesn't get you a pie. It doesn't get you bread, and so you have to develop the right launch plan for your product and for the objectives that you're trying to accomplish. So not relying on that checklist. You will develop a unique recipe, a unique checklist of things that are going to have to be accomplished for this particular launch. And uh, I like the imagery of launch because of that rockets and mm-hmm. and you think about the 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 NASA had a checklist to you notice I'm wearing an Apollo 11 hat. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that was uh, that was intentional. They had a checklist that got them to the moon. But that's not the same checklist that just got the rover to Mars. Hmm. So that would be the first thing. And then the second thing is understanding what those approaches are and then being able to bring the right stakeholders together. It's you're, you're not a hero. 
right? It, it's not about being a hero, but but bringing all the heroes together from the teams and getting all those. I'm, I'm all about mixing metaphors today. Getting all those, <laughs> getting all those uh, cylinders going and we're, we're needing the best and the brightest to, to build that launch team from yes, marketing. Yes, it's going to include your dev teams and sales, but you got to think very, very broadly. And of course, then they all have to have a singular purpose and goal. And if you can get them excited about that, and if they understand it, then you're going to get the best out of them. Awesome. All right. And if people listening want to hear more and learn more about the 90 second launch strategy, they can, of course, join Todd in a launch class. That's always fun. And also, if they are an alumni, we are going to post that template in the Pragmatic Alumni community as part of the launch template package. So they'll be able to go and get that template if they're an alumni. And, and as just, always, uh, add to that, sorry uh, to mm-hmm. interrupt you there, Rebecca. There's a worksheet that asks you the questions that you need to capture. And then it then shows you how to then translate that to what would be that, that story. Yeah, I love that you you walk them through the questions to help yeah. build the story. You don't just say you should have a story, right? Good luck with that. So, Todd, always a pleasure to have you on. I really appreciate it. I'm so good to be here. Thank you, Rebecca. I hope you'll join us again uh, where you will tell us what kind of tree will be because right now there's a bunch of people listening. Like, what would it be? And they're also reflecting on what they would be because that's what I did as soon as you said that. I was like, what would I say? And Everybody I wants to say the mighty oak. <laughs> you know there's a lot of good trees right all right that does it for today's episode thank you everyone for listening and don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product your company and your career 